Hello and welcome to A Slice in Time with me, Linda, host of Widlims, What I Didn't Learn in Medical School, a platform for discussing topics crucial to health, typically not taught, gloss over, or approached from the wrong angles in medicine and public discourse. As always, you can follow me at Widlims on Instagram and Twitter and check out the show notes linked in the description or on lindadoes.com. Do remember that anything discussed in this episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as individual medical advice. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll definitely have heard me mention and praise legumes, pulses, or whatever you want to call them. And this is what the episode is all about. So today we'll just define what legumes or pulses are, talk about their many health benefits and also talk about how to consume them and some concerns that people may have, such as anti-nutrients and flatulence. So today we're going to be talking about legumes or pulses, which basically are plant foods that include beans, lentils, chickpeas, peas, peanuts, and soybeans, and possibly some more that I forgot there. Legumes are one of the main food groups, especially if you're someone that's following a whole food plant-based diet, with the four being vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and legumes. They're also recognised by, for example, the American Heart Association, the NHS, and Diabetes UK as essential parts of a healthy diet, and that's due to their amazing health benefits that we'll be going through today. All legumes contain different proportions of proteins, carbohydrates and fats. For example, lentils will contain a bit more protein and less fats than chickpeas or soy products. They also contain lots of different micronutrients in different proportions depending on the type of legume. Some of them are folate, calcium and iron. Eating a variety of beans is great because they are a good plant protein source. They're low in saturated fat low glycemic index, high in gut healthy fibres that will keep you full and satisfied without thinking about trying to diet or restrict and they're also very delicious and versatile and can be used in lots of different dishes. So in terms of the known benefits of legumes, I divided this up into a couple of different categories, with the first one being kind of general health. So they are associated with lower mortality and improved longer term health outcomes and can also prevent cancer, especially soybeans in hormone related cancers such as prostate and breast cancer. But other types of pulses are also beneficial in different types of cancer such as colorectal cancer. There also was this study examining mortality in a group of older people and they found that for every 20 grams of beans consumed, people had a 7 to 8% lower mortality hazard ratio. And just to emphasize this, the title of the study was Legumes, the most important dietary predictor of survival in older people of different ethnicities. So if you want to live longer, if you want to reduce your risks of cancer, beans are the way to go, or just legumes in general. Then the second category is metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular problems, and diabetes. So specifically type 2 diabetes, although beans will also be beneficial for anyone, including people with type 1 diabetes. So legumes are amazing for regulating cardiometabolic risk factors. They can lower LDL cholesterol, which means that you have a more favorable cholesterol ratio in terms of the good and bad cholesterol, which you'll often hear people talk about. 
They can also lower triglycerides and lower blood pressure in someone that is hypertensive, so has high blood pressure to start with. And because they have lots of good fiber and complex carbohydrates and are low in saturated fat and low glycemic index, they are great in insulin resistance, which we know is a factor in type 2 diabetes and, for example, PCOS. Listen to episodes 12 and 13 for more on that, which I'll link in the show notes too. I also get quite excited about legumes because they have this amazing second meal effect. So I already said that they're low GI, so they have a low glycemic index, meaning that they cause a fairly blunted blood sugar response. So your blood glucose levels won't rise very steeply after a meal containing beans or lentils, for example. So they kind of flatten that curve, if that makes sense. However, they don't only affect the meal you've just eaten, they can also affect your next meal. So that's why it's called the second meal effect. So say that you have two groups of people, one of them doesn't have a meal containing beans, the other has a bean burrito. If they both had the same breakfast the next day, the group of people that ate beans will have a more blunted response to the sugar in that smoothie. So they have an effect even on the next meal several hours later, which I think is super cool. Like the only factor being beans, for example. Changing that, that is amazing. And that's not talked about enough. And I am very passionate about beans and lentils, as you can tell. Um, I'll link a video and article that explains that perhaps a bit better than I have. But they definitely are amazing for anyone that wants to improve insulin resistance. And that should be all of us, everyone listening. Thirdly, legumes are great for gut health and that is because of the fibre they contain which then feeds all these cute little good bacteria that are sitting in our colon, in our large intestine, wanting to feed off of the food that we are eating. And when we feed them, they reward us by producing something we call short-chain fatty acids, SCFAs, such as butyrate. And these short-chain fatty acids then go on and have amazing positive impact in our body out with the gut, which is quite cool. There's a lot more study on the gut microbiome and the general role in health happening now, which is exciting. But essentially, it can again contribute to improving heart and brain health and digestive health by, for example, interfering positively with cholesterol and glucose metabolism. Also, do remember that the greatest predictor for a happy gut is plant diversity. So eating lots of different types of plants is important. Even though kale is super healthy, you wouldn't want to just eat kale because that will not be good for you. That's the same thing goes for legumes. Legumes are amazing, but to get the full benefit, you should be eating lots of different ones. So don't just eat chickpeas, although chickpeas are amazing. Eat kidney beans, eat tofu, eat peanuts eat black beans, eat lentils, you get the gist. And that way you'll also be getting lots of different plant proteins and lots of different micronutrients. So hopefully I've convinced you that pulses, legumes in general are great for your health and there's not really any reason to not be eating them unless you have a full-blown allergic reaction to certain types of them. Why do I say full-blown allergy? Because a lot of people will think that they're generally just intolerant to certain legumes and that they can't eat them for the wrong reasons, which we'll come back to in a second. First of all, I just want to address the issue of anti-nutrients, which is a non-issue, to be honest. So you may have heard of things like lectins and phytates before. 
these are anti-nutrients, which means that they inhibit the absorption of other nutrients. So phytates, for example, that are present in some legumes inhibit the proper absorption of iron, calcium and zinc. However, I say that this is a non-issue because by the time that you have prepared the legumes so that they are edible, the antinutrients will be present in very, very low, non-toxic, non-nutrient absorption preventing levels. Antinutrients such as lectins and phytates are highest in raw legumes and you really should not be eating raw kidney beans because that is just not tasty and if you did then technically yes you could have some sort of poisoning or toxicity. So just soak and boil your legumes properly and you will have no issues whatsoever in that department. Also interestingly there is some research ongoing with quite low levels of these antinutrients. So lectin is an antioxidant and there is research about it potentially having anti-cancer properties, I think. I'll link an article as well in the show notes for you to check out about that. But anyway, we do know from all these population studies that eating legumes is super beneficial for health and not toxic and harmful in general to people. Okay, so the biggest concern that people may have coming back to this concern about intolerance is people thinking that they get very gassy, bloated and farty when they eat legumes. Well, I don't want to say that people think that that happens. If that's what you experience, it is what you experience and it's what's actually happening. But don't blame it all on the beans. So going back to our gut microbiome, we have all these different bacteria that sit in our gut and feed on the remnants of the food we eat as it goes through the intestinal tract. There are bacteria that thrive when we eat chickpeas. There are bacteria that thrive when we eat apples, some when we eat sweet potatoes. And if we stop to eat chickpeas totally then the bacteria that usually thrive off of eating chickpeas and provide all these short-chain fatty acids that I mentioned that are beneficial for us, if we cut out chickpeas, then those bacteria will not thrive, they'll die away and there will be competition that means that they're kind of pushed out and uh, no longer a predominant type. And that also means that our gut microbiome will be less diverse. So it is important to not straight up eliminate foods unless you do have an allergy, like I said, because that contributes to gut dysbiosis. This is a bigger topic, so I will be linking some stuff again for you to check out. But essentially, if you have problems eating beans or lentils and you feel that the beans are to blame, it's probably that your gut just isn't used to it because you just don't have a thriving chickpea digesting gut microbiome. So the way to increase the proportion of the bacteria that can deal with it is to actually eat it. There's this great doctor called Dr. B or Dr. Bolshevich who's also written a book called Fiber Fueled, which is amazing. He talks about how your gut is a bit like a muscle and if you don't use it, you lose it. So say you've had knee surgery and you need to strengthen the muscles around your joint. You can't just sit around. You need to do physiotherapy. So the way to improve your gut's ability to process legumes is to eat legumes, but eat them in small amounts. Don't go crazy and have lots and lots of hummus. Have a couple of tablespoons and increase it slowly from there and do this with different types of legumes. And some are easier to digest than others. I think that lentils are easier and tofu as well. Definitely look that up, but there are ways to kind of increase it. 
Some elimination diets, such as a low FODMAP diet, may be necessary as part of a therapeutic intervention for, for example, IBS. But elimination diets are not something that is recommended to be following in the long term, because in the long term that will reduce the diversity of your gut microbiome and not be very healthful. With that being said, there was quite an interesting article on farts and fart health and what your farts can tell you about health. I've said farts so many times, but that is linked in the show notes as well for you to check out. If you are genuinely concerned, I would suggest talking to your doctor or a dietitian if you're able to, or just do some googling around, but being mindful of all the different advice out there and that elimination is probably not the way to go in terms of long-term health outcomes. So I hope I've convinced you to include legumes in all of different shapes and sizes in your future patients' diets, in your diets as well maybe. Pulses are not only good for your health, they're also quite cheap and they're good for the planet, especially if they're replacing meat, which is much more resource intensive, not to mention cruel to the animals. The cheapest way to consume pulses would be to buy them dry in bulk than to cook them yourself. That can be a bit time consuming because usually you need to soak them and then boil them either in a pot or in a pressure cooker which again will get rid of all the anti-nutrients. If you're a bit lazy you can buy them canned which is what I do most of the time and that is also still quite cheap. Just be sure to drain and rinse them first and also go for non-salted non-sweetened types of beans as well just buy you know your plain beans or lentils in water in terms of nutrition it should be roughly equivalent anyway and when it comes to ways to eat beans start with a couple of tablespoons and you could do that for example with hummus or you could blend it into a dal or a chickpea curry other amazing ways to eat beans is burritos or tacos lentil bolognese, shepherd's pie, you can also make desserts like you can make like a chickpea protein cookie dough type thing, beans on toast, burgers, you can make falafel and hummus if I didn't already mention hummus, if I already did I'm not sorry because hummus is amazing, you can also make lentil pâtés, yeah there are just so so many ways, I have some recipes on my website which I'll link in the show notes but also of course you can just have a google around and there is lots of great stuff to be found so i hope that you now have a bit more appreciation for the humble legume as always i am super happy to take any feedback on this episode or to just take the discussion further the best way to reach me would be at Woodlimbs on instagram or twitter please do share this episode with your friends family colleagues anyone you think would benefit from hearing about the wonderful qualities of legumes and I hope to have you back on the show as a listener next week for an interview episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely rest of the day. Bye!